0: This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Podcast. And before we start, let me give a huge shout out to some of our newer Patreon supporters. Yay. Robin S. Chester C. Courtney M. Tim C. Bill W. Thank you so much Chester for your C? support.
1: Chester C. Chester Cheeto is a That prof-
0: is damn right. Oh my
1: goodness. What a time so, to be alive. <laughs> how are you? I'm doing really well.
0: I have so many things I to talk know, about. Actually, I actually have... only wrote down a few stories, but they're so complicated and weird that it'll take up a ton of time.
1: Yeah. And I have a few things that I'm going to be ranting about. <laughs> so you
0: start. All right. I'll start. Here's one that is uh, it. the consequences of this are are minor, but uh-huh. it's just annoying. Okay, <laughs> I saw so many articles in the past couple of weeks that said Benny Hinn the televangelist with white hair. He always wears white suits, and he's famous on Are you YouTube. Colonel Sanders again? Kind of. <laughs> he's famous on YouTube because he'll, like, just put his finger on your forehead, and then you fall backwards, and you, like, writhe on the floor. Whoa. And now he's saved you of whatever leprosy or whatever you sure. have. So that's Benny Hinn. Go search his name. It looks like Benny Hill, but with an N. <laughs> Yeah, but he said last week, uh-huh. like on his Facebook Live. Where is he based out of? Uh, everywhere. He oh, okay. just travels the world. Okay. But he said on this episode of whatever it is he does, <laughs> he had a he was he was speaking to a small crowd of his people, and he said, "You know what? I am done with the prosperity gospel." Oh. Basically, something like that. And basically, what he said, I'm going to quote it here. I think it's an offense to the Lord. It's an offense to say, give a thousand dollars. I'm done with it. I will never again ask you to give a thousand dollars or whatever amount because I think the Holy Ghost is just fed up with it. Okay. I am I am making this statement for the first time in my life, and frankly, I don't care what people think about me anymore. Dot dot dot. If I hear one more time, break the back of debt with a thousand dollars. I'm going to rebuke them. Uh Uh-oh. I think giving has become such a gimmick, it's making me sick to my stomach. So he said this thing, and it's like, oh, shit, the guy who's, like, king of the prosperity gospel, a guy who is allegedly worth, like, $40 million, uh, this guy is like, no, prosperity gospel, all the stuff John Oliver made fun of, like the seed money stuff, Right. he's done with it.
1: Cool. So you know
0: how this story ends, because that happened, like, a week and a half ago. Okay. So within like. Do you an think he got hour, visited
1: by three spirits <laughs> during the night to teach him how to love again? I, uh, and I, by love, I mean take people's money.
0: Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if he said something like that. <laughs> but here's the thing: literally two days after that post went up on Facebook, like the video was streamed live uh-huh. on Facebook. Within two days. He posted something on his a new video on Facebook okay. that was then quickly deleted <laughs> okay. in which he was asking people to send him money for, and I'm not making this up, debt elimination.
1: You're fucking lying.
0: <laughs> You're lying and to then, me. And uh, then yesterday, we're making this on Friday, yesterday he posted something else on Facebook and this is back to his normal ministry things where he's looking into the camera and I'm going to quote you again. Now you know what to do. Oh, no. You have to sow seed. There's a number on the screen. You call that now and sow your seed and believe your miracle is on the way. In other words, if you can't speak uh, Christianese, give me some money and you oh, will be repaid what? for it by God. Like that is what the prosperity. In <laughs>
1: between last week and yesterday. He
0: forgot he's apologize. The funniest thing is oh, my God. not only did he say it and then be a hypocrite all about it. Yeah. This isn't even the first time he said, I'm done with the prosperity gospel. Like he's said that before. Literally like uh, last year in 2018, this is another quote from him. Today, the idea is abundance and palatial homes and cars and bank accounts. The focus is wrong. It is so wrong. That's from a video he made last year. So all the headlines, by the way, if you look up Benny Hinn's name this week, there's so many articles like he renounces the prosperity gospel. It's like Trump getting credit for like, I'm not going to have a trade war with China. Dude, this is a fight you started. Right. You don't get credit for like you not going through with the dumb idea you had. What's
1: his angle, though?
0: Uh, Because I think if he seems humble and like, you know what, those other guys might do this shit but I would never stand for this. Uh-huh. And then a day later, guys, give me your money. But now you're the trustworthy guy, Shh. the guy who doesn't want to scam you like those other or people. you're
1: the guy who can't like, walk the same line for a week and a half. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: yeah, he forgets the apologies he made the day before. Weird. And, like, one, I mean, if he did it on purpose, it's kind of a brilliant evil strategy. But, I but it's not he like he's
1: saying... God came to me and told me that no, the prosperity gospel is truth. He's just not acknowledging the thing that he said a week ago, right? Like he's yeah. not saying I was wrong. Oh or... no,
0: no, he's so just he's pretending just it never happened. People, yeah. Like I'm <laughs> waiting for him to say. I'm waiting for his people to come out with the statement that says, "Well, we made all those videos before the live announcement, sure. but we had to air them, right?" But they haven't even done that. Why bother? Because if you're dumb enough to give him money in the first place, right. you're not the sort of people tracking the continuity of his statements here. By the way, if you go to his website today, which I did, uh, uh, the donation page literally says, you can give me $1,000 a month on recurring statement. <laughs> so, Can
1: you imagine giving somebody... 1,000 U.S. dollars Because you think
0: nothing. God's going to repay you in like many times that, but he's not. You're Ooh. just going to be poorer. So anyway. Yeah, that's not Dumbest right. thing ever.
1: Um, I would like to talk about my most important story of the last <laughs> 16 hours for me. Yes. So yesterday... Uh, SNL... Um, Saturday Night Live. Oh, Saturday Night yes. Live. For those of you who aren't in the know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, so every year they announce their new cast members. So usually there's like three or four or something like that. Um, so the good news is they hired two men and a woman, um, Bowen Yang, who was a writer... Um, he's SNL's first East East Asian cast member, which is exciting. they don't have my people on that show. They do not. They're not super great with representation. And um, he is a member of the LGBTQ community, so that's pretty exciting, too. There have been a couple queer cast members, uh, Kate McKinnon, for example, but, um, again, representation is not SNL's strong suit. (laughs) And I say this as a, like, lifelong fan of SNL, but, like, Guys, come on. <laughs> anyway, so that's cool. Um, and then there's this other guy they brought in, and his name is Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis is a stand-up comedian from Philly. I think Philly or Pittsburgh. I don't think I wrote that down. Anyway, I don't know who is in charge. I don't know how cast works for SNL. I'm not party to their system. However... This guy has a podcast and turns out he's the fucking worst. He um, he called uh, Judd Apatow and Chris Gethard um, white F-word slur for gay people comics and fucking gayer than ISIS. He did a really cool uh, Chinese accent that was great. He called people the C word for Asian people. Can you say that one? I don't know which I ones you can know say, or you not.
0: say or not. Um
1: also, are we still saying that? Like I thought that was like a nineteen forties slur. <laughs> are we still doing that right now?
0: I think um, I saw one comedian respond to the articles about this guy saying all these things uh-huh. like I can't believe this guy is being made to apologize for all the things he said in the present.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing is this isn't shit he said when he was, like, in fucking high school. Right. This was from September 2018, (laughs) one calendar year ago. What the fuck is wrong with him? Also, they had a really cool, fun segment um, where they rank how funny comedians are by race, gender, and sexual orientation. Quote, white chicks are literally the bottom. Ali Wong is making it so Asian chicks are funnier than white chicks. Cool and regular opinion. <laughs> really chill of you. And then he issued this... <laughs> that's the sound of scare quotes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Apology. Quote. I'm wait, a con- wait.
0: Go back to <laughs> scare quotes. Oh, are, you, are you blowing in the microphone? That's the...
1: <laughs> that's the sound they make. <laughs>
0: I mean, I can see you doing the air quotes. I know. Well,
1: it's an audio but medium. But if I'm haven't. listening to
0: this, there's no way that makes sense. Okay,
1: well, imagine me doing the gear quotes. Whatever. When you're this on SNL, this is making... what they're going
0: to play back for everybody. And like, listen to this weirdo.
1: No, they don't want olds like me.
0: So as I'm listening to this, okay. This guy clearly thought he was being hilarious at the time. And you know what is weird? I have, for a guy whose claim to SNL fame is like... His stand-up, like, that's his pitch. Like, that's where I come from, the stand-up world. What I have not seen is, here's the funny stuff he's done to offset this stuff that he... Might have thought was funny, but isn't.
1: Can we not pretend that white guy stand-up comedies are some sort of, like, rare thing that we can't find somebody who is not hashtag problematic? Like, could we do a (laughs) little... Let me read his apology, because it makes me so fucking... Because he did
0: apologize hours after...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Scare quotes. Can I add, before you
0: read the apology, here's (sighs) what I don't get. If you are... I imagine... If you make it on SNL, uh-huh. you find out, let's say, days ago, several days ago, let's say, maybe even weeks ago, but they don't announce it to the world. And there's right. a reason for that. One, let's give you time to process this. Right. Tell and your two, family. Tell your family, whatever. And two, let's give you a couple days to sanitize everything you've right. ever done. Right. Because when we announce your names to the public, people will go Googling you. So let's make sure your you know, search engine stuff is as clean as possible. <laughs> Yeah. Because you're about to be famous, more famous if you're whatever. Right. Like, so, you know, go through everything you've ever done and like delete your own shit. I would imagine that is like PR 101 well, when you like, know you're going to be famous in yes. a little bit. And this and guy... it's not
1: like this is the first time this has happened, that like somebody like get some sort of big role or contract right. or whatever and then also more like it's not like Yo. they
0: surprisingly found out they're going to be on SNL Yeah. so what i don't get is maybe this wasn't on his personal twitter thread though he may have said some things on twitter this is stuff he could have easily taken down but didn't
1: well i mean and it's his it's his podcast so it's like meant for public consumption right right yeah so his uh, whoo, 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 apology I like that. I think I'm going to work it into my rep- repertoire. Um, quote, I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. <laughs> Real cool boundary pushing. Picking on a yeah. protected Racism community. Racism isn't boundary pushing. It's gang. Um, sometimes I miss. If you go through my ten years of comedy, most of it bad, you're going to find a lot of misses. Here's the thing, though. I also have a lot of bad comedy in my background. But I'm not, like, dropping the F-bomb and pretending that's Boundary pushing? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude?
0: If you've ever been to improv class, and I'm sure everyone has, this is one of the things they tell you. Like, it's very, and I don't know why I know this, but this is one of the things they would tell you. Like, everyone will always be like, here's a funny sexual joke. And they're like, we know your mind probably goes there because you think it's funny. Yeah. It's not that clever or funny. Right? Be creative. Yeah, that's it's not it's obvious. Creative. It is.
1: It's obvious. It's like literally. Like it's here's not even a lowest cucumber hanging fruit.
0: Do something with it, yeah. and it's like, well, I'm gonna pretend it's a giant phallus no and job. make a joke about it. Right? It's like n- that's not funny. It's, it's not, not, even, not interesting. It's not
1: even low hanging fruit. It's like fruit that is on the ground and rotting. Already. Yeah,
0: yeah. So like, if you want to be edgy or you want to be funny about it, let's see what you could do. Let's see you be creative and what this guy is saying is like all right i push boundaries i'm being edgy but that stuff that he's been called out for wasn't edgy no i mean we can ar- it's argue boring. it's not funny and some people might find it funny i guess but like it's it's jack hu- it's shot jack humor it is donald trump saying i'll grab a woman by the pussy and yeah. saying it's locker room talk like
1: it is lowest common denominator garbage hmm. um and this is maybe the worst sentence i've ever read in his apology in his apology yeah. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended by anything I've said. Wow,
0: that that's is very big of him.
1: That is a not an apology <laughs> and B actually offended like
0: if you're you don't think gay offended, people
1: are actually offended by you, like, dropping F-bombs at them? Like, right. what the fuck Different is your Different F-bombs po- than the usual yeah. F-bombs. Yeah, I didn't know right. how to dance around that yeah, one. I, I, I thought about it at length, but I <laughs> yeah. decided I'm yeah. not going to. Anyway, um, my intention is never to hurt anyone. Are you sure? Are you sure punching down isn't hurting people? Because I think it super might be. Um, my intention is never to hurt anybody, but I'm trying to be the best comedian I can be, and sometimes that requires risks fuck this guy. I am not going to sleep until he gets fired. I don't know why. <laughs> I think maybe last night's debate like shook me up in a weird way, but I am fucking furious about this. This is my new mission in life. Fuck this guy. Yes. Not, I'm, my, I'm, I'm sorry. Sure I listening. need to be really clear. My mission in life is not <laughs> to fuck this guy. It's my new mission in life, period. Also, fuck this guy. Yes. I'm. I am I don't know. Like, it's just so... And I think I'm just mad that SNL didn't even do either, didn't do the slightest amount of research on this dude, or did and doesn't care. Like, imagine showing up, imagine being a gay person who has to work with this motherfucker and you know what he thinks of you. Like, that's straight up hostile. What's like, what's he gonna like call Kate McKinnon a dyke or something? Like, what is he going to do? He's a nightmare person and I hate him.
0: And the what skits does he write like if if that's his sense of humor then it's like oh great those are the sketches that we might see i mean i guess again it's not it's i don't even care if you're not offended by it because you just think haha he just said some words who cares yeah it's like it's just it's not creative it's like right-wing comedy that's like oh that girl wants birth control what a slut that's, that's not company. funny. That's not a joke.
1: You're just saying words. Yeah, you're just kind of making fun You're just kind of being of mean. Yeah, and, that's and humor masquerading, for that. masquerading that as funny. Yeah. But it's not funny.
0: Like name a right wing. Like Rush Limbaugh is supposedly a comedian. Ben Wait, Shapiro is supposedly. According to whom? According to conservatives. Really? He's a commentator. Wait, people think but he's funny? He, The wrong people, but...
1: No, I just... I always thought he was just, like, a regular bloviating idiot.
0: No, no, no. no. I mean, the people they think are comedians are basically people who are just mean to other people. Donald Trump. They think Donald Trump is a comedian. Like, he says funny things. Like, (sighs) "Mm, no. He just insults people.
1: And, like, yeah, comedy is subjective. Like, Donald
0: Trump thinks Pocahontas is hilarious. Oh, my God. And his followers think Pocahontas is hilarious.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like... uh, It's just bad. It's bad and it's basic and it is stupid. And like, I really like SNL a lot. It's a show that I grew up watching. We interviewed Julia Sweeney on this podcast and I lost my fucking mind. Like, it's an institution that I really love and I don't know what they think they're fucking doing here. I went to the uh, SNL studio when I was in New York City. I did the tour. tour. (laughs) It was very cool. Nice. Yeah.
0: Do you want to talk about something... Uh,
1: I kind of want to keep talking about this guy. I'll
0: let you shit on this other guy in a second. Okay, fine. All right, so uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. Here's where we were at last time we left off with him. Oh, God. There was like a second pool boy, that oh, his yeah, yeah, personal yeah. trainer that he had... Given a help, nice little loan of money too, so he could run a gym that Liberty and owned. He was like twenty
1: years old. Yeah,
0: and okay, here's what we now know. Okay, so Brandon Ambrosino is a graduate of Liberty. He has posted a lot of articles. This is the trainer. No, oh, oh, no, no, no. He's a journalist who has okay. written quite a bit about Liberty because he knows people at Liberty. He uh-huh. was a student there. He-, he has good relationships with people there, but he is very much not like a hardcore evangelical. Oh, okay. I don't even know what he believes now. Um, But anyway, he wrote an article that was in Politico talking about way more stuff about Jerry Falwell Jr. Really? Based on a lot of investigation over several months. And here's what we uh, know because of Ambrosino's article. There are more shady business dealings. There's Jerry Falwell Jr. who openly brags about his sex life with his wife to other people at Liberty which I don't care what you do with your wife, but the, Hey, let me tell you what I did last night is Ew. creepy.
1: Um, Ew. at
0: work. And also, sir,
1: this is an Arby. I know.
0: And offers up pictures of his wife <laughs> no. to people like not his like, personal trainer.
1: Not like explicit.
0: Oh, oh yes. Oh shit. Also, Ew. he has a lot of, th- this is not new, but he has power over people at Liberty, like live in fear of me, that sort of attitude. Um, Maybe the funniest thing in the whole thing is that there was a picture back in Miami where he met pool boy number one. Okay. This is like 2014. Uh There was a thing that, I think maybe this was an Ambrosino article from years ago that said he was at a nightclub in Miami or something. Okay. That's a little weird because if you go to Liberty, you're not supposed to go to like a co-ed dance like that and you're not supposed to drink. And the suggestion was there was a picture of Falwell at a nightclub. And th- that came up in this article once again. Like, yeah, he was at this nightclub, like, dancing it up. And his wife was there with him. Uh-huh. So was his son and his son's wife or fiance. And they were... You could see an alcohol, like, a glass of alcohol in their hands. A
1: glass of alcohol. Uh, you're whatever a it is. square. I
0: know. But it's like, um, uh, that picture exists. So right, right. Falwell responded in the piece. And he's like, I, maybe they Photoshopped me in there. I don't know. But, like, whatever you're insinuating, like, bullshit. And then the guy who runs the club, he's like, I was wondering why Politico was like, we want to license one of your pictures to use in our article. But now that I know why you were asking me for it, um, I looked through my archives and I found like four more (gasps) with Jerry Falwell Jr. Really? And we're talking... Where's Waldo in a crowd scene? Uh This guy found Jerry Falwell in four more photos from that night. Like, they did not Photoshop him into the picture.
1: Like, what a low-stakes thing to try to fake. It really
0: is. Like, it's the dumbest thing to make a controversy over. But the fact that Jerry Falwell was like, that wasn't me. It was Photoshop. It's like, dude, we have you on multiple angles here. But wait, there's more. Since that article came out, Falwell has basically said, I hired the meanest lawyer in New York to go after my colleagues for leaking emails. It's like, dude, why don't you talk about the content of these emails? Yeah, like it doesn't... He also referred to a student in a trove of emails that was sent to a reporter, I think from Reuters. He referred to a student as, quote, emotionally imbalanced and physically retarded, unquote. This is the Christian head of a Christian university saying that about the kid, and he also referred to the school's Ooh. police chief as a half wit. Huh. And also, he called the FBI to investigate conspiracy at the school because duty's being persecuted.
1: Conspiracy?
0: Yeah, which I think there is a legit argument to be made that, like, conspiracy, legal conspiracy, is a federal crime. So you gotta call the federal, like, you call sure. the FBI. All right, whatever. Like but yeah, that's what not that be
1: conspiracy against the country, not against like me personally? That is the
0: right thing to point out, and I don't know the answer to what you're saying. <laughs> but he did say I'm calling the FBI, Jesus. and it's so bad that Liberty's own students—not a lot, but a few Liberty students—who are notoriously like will do whatever Falwell says. Oh, the My Pillow guy's coming to speak. I have to go to listen to him. Uh-huh. They're planning a protest. To, in, to call on administrators to do their own investigation. Really? Because, like, you know, you can't trust the media. Sure. But, like, hey, people who run the school, why don't you investigate your boss? Which they will never do. No, of course not. Um, but the fact, uh, one of the students involved said, the mood is changing from, we wish Jerry would keep quiet, to, we wish we had better representation for our school. Jerry doesn't have our best interests at heart.
1: Like, damn! You think he's gonna get the boot?
0: How are I was wondering, like, why are you still there? Because they would have kicked you out a long time ago. I'm kidding! I don't know.
1: So wait, what's his? By the way,
0: Fallwell blocked that kid on Twitter. A oh, student at Liberty, he blocked shit. on Twitter over. This. Wait,
1: tell. He's the president of the university.
0: Uh, Falwell is okay. this kid is a no, 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 straight yeah, up that's... student, but the organizer of the protest is also a student. Uh, he's also blocked her on Twitter. And nothing, they're just like, look, we just want our school to do well, which is a noble thing in sure. general. So I don't know if they're going to preemptively like go after the kids or stop the protest. They, they, I think they're like, fine, you do whatever you want. We got our shit, our, we got other shit to deal with. We yeah. got our plates full. Um, huh. But that's the week in Jerry Falwell. Wow. <laughs> it's just insane.
1: But he's such a nice boy. Oh
0: my God.
1: Um, I would like to talk about um, some weird shit that's happening in New Orleans sports. Yes. You know how we talk about sports a lot in this podcast. I,
0: we're the experts. We're both
1: real sports heads. Yes. Um. So do you know who Drew Brees is?
0: Oh, let's talk about Drew Brees. Drew
1: Brees. Um, he's a quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, which is a thing I did know. <laughs> yes. I, th- I think I knew that. I-, I think if I'd given a guess, I would have known. I don't follow yes. football. Yes. Um, he is a known Christian, which yes. is fine. Uh, he appeared in a video promoting Bring Your Bible to School Day, which is hard whatever, like, fine.
0: Right. The the It's the, a 22-second video. Yeah. And all he says is, hey, if you want to, I'm paraphrasing right now, but if you want to bring your Bible to school, there's a special day to do it, uh, part of an organization that wants you to bring your Bible to school. But, like, yeah, bring your Bible to school. Like, be good kids. It mm-hmm. If that's all that happened... This would not be a story.
1: Not not a thing. Tim I'd give a Tebow shit about. has
0: done way more Christian shit Oof. while playing football than Drew Brees is doing.
1: Here's the problem, though, Hammett. There's a there's a catch. Yes. Um, bring your Bible to school day is run by Focus on the Family. Right. Do you know anything about Focus on the Family?
0: I've Hammett? heard of them.
1: They are yeah. hella anti-LGBTQ. And they're just kind of all around monsters. They believe
0: transgender people don't really exist. They're all just lying to themselves. Which is Focus cool and fun. promotes promotes gay conversion torture. Mm-hmm. They actively obviously fight against LGBTQ rights. And the controversy that's come up since this thing, like since people saw Drew Brees' commercial, mm-hmm. is how much criticism does Drew Brees deserve? for being in a video for Focus on the Family, and by the way, he's been associated with Focus uh, for several years now, Uh, but for most people, they probably wouldn't know he did anything for them until this video. Mm -hmm. Should Drew Brees be criticized? Because Drew Brees, in every interview, has been like, you guys, I made like a 20-second commercial saying, bring your Bible to school. Um, He also said, implied, like, why are you bringing it to school? According to the website, it's to basically convert Jews. Like it doesn't, (laughs) I'm paraphrasing that, but like they say, bring your Bible to school because like freedom and also you want to convert other kids and this is the way to do it. Let them see you reading the Bible. And so whatever, Drew Brees didn't talk about that, but he said, look, I made a commercial saying, bring the Bible to school. That's legal. There's nothing wrong with that. Why are you all so mad at me? And everyone's like, dude, do you know the people you're working with? They're horrible. Mm -hmm. If you want to promote Christianity, there are a gazillion ways to do that via the NFL because there's a ton of Christian athletes out there. We know that. He's working with, like, the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. groups. And his response was like, guys, let me set the record straight. I love, respect, and accept all, in all caps, like, don't believe the negativity you read. He actually said... Um, the fact that these rumors have been spread about me are completely untrue, which I assume he means like anti-gay that he's anti-gay. Yeah. Um, but he didn't say that. He said, I do not support any groups that discriminate or that have their own agendas that are trying to promote inequality. So hopefully they'll set the record straight and we can all move on. That's
1: factually untrue.
0: Yeah. Do you understand? Again, does Drew Brees know the group he's working with? Because apparently if he doesn't support them, then why is he filming a video for them? Does he not get it?
1: Yeah. I do not support any groups that discriminate or have their own agendas that are trying to promote inequality. That's not what I stand for. Are you sure, bud? Are you sure? Yeah. Like, this is, like, the opposite of the SNL thing of, (laughs) like he is a representative of this like horrible thing and doesn't seem to be aware of it, whereas right. SNL is just bringing in a new person who like, is Like, he's horrible. not
0: actively shitting on LGBTQ people, but, but he's, he's working s- for people who do, and he doesn't seem to care. And that's the issue with... That's why people are mad at him. Like, as far as I've uh, seen and as far as I've known about Drew Brees, the thing people say about him... Is that he's a genuinely nice dude who works well with his teammates. Like they all describe him as in positive ways. So, fine, that's great. But also, he works for a group that does a whole bunch of horrible things and hurts people. Right. And he doesn't seem to get why everyone's upset with him about it. By the way, Focus on the Family responded to the controversy Mm. because you know they're going to fundraise off of this too. Right. And it involved their president, Jim Daly, saying, Uh, Basically, I can't believe people are taking their anger out on Drew Brees. And then he said, and here's the bottom line, and this is what's so frustrating in the culture today, if you respect people but disagree with their opinions, somehow you're hating them, nope. and that is so far from the truth. No, nope. which sounds like one nope. of these politically correct, like I'm a classical liberal types, like oh god, these people to have different opinions and we just cancel them, right? Like no, this isn't a difference of opinion. Focus says LGBTQ people should like hide in the closet and are sinners and shouldn't have the same rights as people. Right. And trans people are just lying to themselves. Yeah. That's not a difference of opinion. You're denying their humanity. Andrew Brees is totally... It's like and voting also, for Donald Trump but claiming you're not a racist. That's exactly what you I was going to say. You are still not bothered by it. Yeah. So you get some blame for that.
1: And like, let's not pretend that like people in the queer community are being attacked for who they are. Like, this is not some sort of thing that, like, it's it's rude to pick on them or whatever. These are people who are being harmed by places like this, actively, physically, and emotionally harmed. And, like, fuck those guys, and fuck you, Drew Brees. God, I'm (laughs) canceling all men. Also, there's a part two to this story. Oh, yes. So, um, W-W-L-A-M... It's the uh, talk radio station in New Orleans that covers the Saints and the LSU Tigers. Okay. They have a host named Seth Dunlap. Dunlap. Um, He recently came out um, in an open letter to Drew Brees explaining his disappointment and sort of trying to educate, like, really giving him the benefit of the doubt of being like, maybe you do not understand what Focus on the Family does. Yeah. Let me list it out for you in, like, painstaking detail. So, um... So that happened. He came out, and from what I've seen, response has been largely positive. I'd recommend going to read it. It's, I think, on Facebook. Um, So he tweeted something about sports. I don't know. But the tweet was, which of these five, quote, overreactions isn't actually an overreaction? And the official Twitter account of his radio station, quote, tweeted him and said that you're a F-bomb. What? The the gay one. Wow. Yeah.
0: So... A lot of cool people down there.
1: Really chill, you guys. Oh. Um, so, like, a, big, a bajillion people got screen grabs of it and were furious, yeah. understandably. Um, the WWL account pulled it down and said, we are aware of a tweet that went out today from the WWL account. The content of the tweet is categorically offensive, and it... And abhorrent to the station. We are actively investigating this incident. will take swift and appropriate action once we determine how this occurred. Which it shouldn't be that hard to track down, like who was managing their social media account.
0: Yeah. So I'll I this hope out. somebody
1: gets fucking fired for that. <laughs> um, he the I kind of clicked through um, Seth Dunlap's uh, Twitter following yeah. or Twitter activity, and like he seems. To be taking it pretty well, all things considered. Like, so I think he'll be okay. I hope that there are actual severe consequences for people being garbage humans. Because from What's what I've the consequence? seen, I'll get there are on no SNL? consequences for fucking anything. This is the thing when people are like, oh, like, like comedians are barely working because of PC culture, like. Dave Chappelle just put up a, like, hour-long comedy thing where he shits all over trans people, which is, like, the punchiest, downiest punching down I've ever fucking heard. And this motherfucker got hired on SNL, and nobody cares. There are no consequences. That's what makes me so mad. When people are like, oh, well, just because one person said something doesn't mean their life is ruined. A, nobody does, Nobody is owed a spot on SNL, and nobody's owed a one-hour Netflix special. Yeah, and B, but, there aren't consequences.
0: Says a tweet, if, if that guy from SNL gets booted, he's totally going to have a Netflix special next year called Triggering Snowflakes.
1: For sure, because he's a nightmare person. And this, these <laughs> this are nightmares
0: based on the few clips we've seen of him.
1: And these are nightmare times. Yes. We are living in the darkest timeline, haven't?
0: With that optimism, I'm oh. going to say hello to our sponsor. We're all familiar with the dangers of religious extremism, but in the film Islam and the Future of Tolerance, two men approach the topic from very different perspectives. Sam Harris, as many listeners know, is an atheist who has said Islam is the motherload of bad ideas. He says the radicals are the ones reading the Quran literally while moderates are providing cover. Majid Nawaz is a former Islamic radical who's now a much more liberal Muslim. He believes that even a literal reading of the Quran requires far more nuance, and so their first conversations were predictably combative. The film is about how they went from butting heads to discussing this controversial topic with mutual respect. The film doesn't say one view is correct. It's about the process, and at a time when polarization seems to surround us, the film offers some hope of overcoming it." Islam and the Future of Tolerance can be rented or purchased on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and Vimeo. It's now on Amazon Prime in the U.S., Canada, Australia, the U.K., New Zealand, Ireland, the Nordic countries, and Latin America. And by the way, the Vimeo link that is in our show notes, uh, if you use the code 10OFF on the HD version, you'll get 10% off the price. Be sure to check that out. And with that... Let's talk about what's going on in Arkansas right now, and we haven't talked about this guy for a while. But you may recall that there is a state senator in Arkansas oh, named Jason Rapert. Rapert, Rapert. Uh, Raper, Raper, Raper. I Raper. You kept trying to say co- it with I like know. a
1: French accent, like a real I know. classy. He's Alex not Trebek Colbert. Type. Type.
0: I know. So Wait,
1: really quick, can we talk about that genre video from <laughs> Alex Trebek? It's just a supercut of him saying genre, and he says it like genre. And it's a minute long, and I watched it before Hemet came over and was crying, laughing by myself. <laughs> anyway, look it up. So
0: back to repair. No. Raper. No, Raper. <laughs> Raper. Back to Raper. Basically, Raper. Raper. the story is, in 2018, uh, Raper Genre. filed a bill to put up the Ten Commandments monument outside the state capitol building in arkansas mm-hmm. and it was it's been going on for a while like some dude ran into it with his car and then yeah. they built another one but there is currently a ten commandments monument outside the state capitol and when other groups tried to get that same privilege including like the satan and the satanic temple the state officials in charge of managing all this were like no no And they're like, but we followed all your rules and the guidelines and we're paying for the monument. And they're like, that's nice. No. So there are lawsuits going on between, like, groups that say we want to put up a monument, but you're not letting us. And other groups saying, on principle, you just can't have a standalone Christian monument and all that. These lawsuits are still ongoing. We don't know what's happening with them yet. Uh In the meantime... Uh, Raypert has announced that he's going to be running for uh, lieutenant governor, I think, in 2022. Really? Which could theoretically mean, if you're looking for your head to explode, uh, you could be seeing in Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders with this guy as lieutenant governor. That's a separate story. But that's this guy's future. But in the meantime, here's what I actually wanted to get to. You're looking at me with, you've died. You've died on I don't think I'm going to
1: survive this episode. Uh That just shook me to my very soul.
0: Yeah. So anyway, these lawsuits are going on. The Satanists are involved with them. But here's what happened this week. Today is Friday. Yesterday, there was a deposition involved. Like, they had, because Jason Rapert. Is a such a part of this controversy, even uh-huh. though he's not the guy being sued. Like, they're suing the, the state and they're suing people like that. Uh-huh. He's, they're not going after him because he's just some legislator. Right. He's not the instigator, right? That's not who you sue. Um, but he is involved. Okay. And so there was a deposition. Like, you got to answer under oath a bunch of questions. Uh, about a whole variety of things. Like, where'd you get the money for this, Mm -hmm. the monument? Who's paying for this? What's your connection to various groups? And are you... I think they were trying to get at, like, are you mixing your personal religious views with your political Christian activism? So they wanted to get all this on camera. And, like, usually with depositions like this, they're often sealed, but this one they were going to have unsealed. Really? So the transcript... Uh, should be available soon. And Rapert had no problem with the transcript coming out. But the Satanists (laughs) wanted a special request. They said, we want to videotape this because there are people involved in our case who won't be able to watch, like, in person. Um, So we want to videotape this. Uh, The American Humanist Association, I believe, also said, yeah, we want this videotaped for our purposes as well. And part of that is, when you're answering questions, body language has a lot to do with how you answer this stuff. Right. Right? You want to see what they're saying on camera. And even if it's unstated, if you want to share it, the video looks a lot more damning huh. than an audio of a sure. statement ever will. And here's what happened. I mean, this has been going through the courts. Rapert is trying really hard to make sure nobody sees this video. He wanted really? the video suppressed. Transcript fine. He'll let that slide. But the video he didn't want to show, and according to his lawyer's own he was naked message, again, yeah, right. According to his lawyer's own message of this. Senator Rapert is absolutely convinced that absent the protective order he now seeks, Mm -hmm. like, unless the court says no, the videotaped recording of his deposition will be used by plaintiffs to cause him extreme embarrassment and harassment. There will be nothing preventing them from using it for their purposes, including disseminating it widely on the internet, thereby (sighs) creating countless opportunities for embarrassing Senator Rapert cell phone, by cutting and splicing the videotape. So his, vi- editor, his lawyer is saying, you guys are going to use the video footage, edit it out of context, and make my client look bad, to which everyone said, first of all, if you think you're going to be embarrassed by telling the truth, yeah, like, that is your problem. And here's the thing that I mean, how
1: can you take a video out of context any more than you can take a transcript out of context? No,
0: no kidding. And also, like, this is a fundamental misunderstanding of right wing comedy and like liberal comedy or political <laughs> writing or whatever, right? The people on the right will always take things out of context right. to make people look bad. Like, Ilhan Omar said she's like, oh, nine eleven happened by some dudes. It's like, that's not at all what she meant in context, and you would understand that if you saw the context, right. and they never show you the context. Right. Meanwhile, like, Rachel Maddow is like, here's a 20-minute, I'm going to read you the transcript right. of this thing. <laughs>
1: Well, because the the right is constantly accusing the left of doing what the right does.
0: Right, right. So Planned Parenthood is selling baby parts because look at this undercover video we made while wearing a pimp costume, Uh, but actually that was all doctored footage and we weren't actually wearing the costume. And like, they lie to get uh, an emotional rise out of their people, whereas liberals, by and large, like, why is Jon Stewart, why was The Daily Show so popular when Jon Stewart was on? Because their whole shtick was... We'll just show you video of people talking on the right, and then you'll see that they look stupid. And then we'll play another clip of them saying the opposite thing, and you could see for yourself the hypocrisy, and that's why it's so smart and (sighs) clever. Like, that's liberal approach to let's make the right look bad. We'll just play their words back. Like half my entire friggin' website right. is. Let me just show you the stupid thing they said on Twitter the, or yeah. on Facebook.
1: Here's the video. Here's
0: the video, and they make themselves look bad. Right wing Watch, which has for more than it's a decade, it's just here's the video of them saying a bunch of dumb shit. They don't have to make it up. It's kind of like the, uh, uh, the
1: racism watchdog on Twitter. Like they don't make any like commentary. They're just like, woof. Like
0: <laughs> we heard, we know you're saying something. Yeah. Right. So anyway. Ray Bird is basically saying you're going to splice this and edit it. Like, dude, they don't need to Photoshop you to make you look bad. Uh-huh. All we ever do, and as someone who's followed this guy for years, right. like all anyone ever does is take your entire video and show it. Right. Like, you make yourself look bad. Our job is let's just give you enough rope and right, you will right. hang yourself here. So with the videotape deposition, like dude once we get you on camera saying all this stuff that we already know you have to say cuz we know the truth here s- you're going to look bad and rapert is like i don't want you showing that video to anybody
1: i'm so confi- i'm genuinely befuddled why he's okay with the transcripts
0: i don't think released. he has a choice about the transcripts coming out so oh. he's like i'm not arguing about that but regardless
1: that. if the transcripts are going to be out there like that information is to be had
0: but it, uh, his people don't read yeah. His followers are not big readers. They just listen to whatever Fox tells them. Yeah. But videotape can go much more viral. I think that's what he is worried about. Yeah. And so here's where we're at. They did film the deposition. But because they are arguing in court over whether that's public information, uh-huh. we haven't seen it yet. But huh. we'll find out where that goes. But it's a fascinating thing that... I love the self-own... Like, if you that's- allow this thing to go public, you will embarrass the senator. Ugh, um, cell phones are amazing. Dude. okay. There is an. Wow. I have a happy story for you that's totally really t- doesn't I don't get think happy I have later. Any
1: happy stories?
0: Okay, check this out. Here's okay. the story, and then we'll talk about the commentary here. Okay. Um, According to some random Facebook post, I realize that doesn't that sounds sketchy. Um, a lesbian <laughs> woman who is getting married said she sent an email to have a wedding at a place called Viaggio Estate and Winery in Lodi, California. Lodi. But Rodi, thank Lodi, you, Lodi, thank you. So the owner of the winery wrote back and said, "You can't get married here. You're a lesbian. We don't do that. We're Christians." Another lesbian. Heard about that? Uh-huh. Like maybe they posted it on some uh, wait, private wait, wait. Facebook group. You primed
1: this as a happy story.
0: Uh, I know. <laughs> the, <laughs> Why another did the woman, stop, another woman saw uh, heard about that, and she's like, "I want to see this for myself." So she calls up the winery or something, or emails mm-hmm. them and says, "I want to get married there." And they write back the same response to her. So now she has confirmation. This is my
1: she's Canadian. You yeah. wouldn't know her. She goes to another <laughs> school, <laughs> right?
0: So now she has confirmation that this place really will not rent out their facility uh-huh. for a lesbian wedding because of their Christian faith. Um so, I mean they have screenshots of the of the email that was sent back that basically says we're Christian, we don't do that sort of thing. Okay. The owner since this went viral several days ago and people have now seen this lady and the you know what happens in this situation, the uh-huh. the review sites all like one-star reviews over and over. Uh, everyone's trashing these people online. The owner of the winery, Terry Lawrence, has now apologized. Okay. And here's what she wrote in a statement. I na- um, she said, look, it is true. I am Christian, and I did say lesbians, gay people, can't have their weddings here. Uh-huh. I, re- quote, I realize now that contrary to my intent, this was hurtful to the people involved.
1: Contrary to my intent, what
0: did you think they were going to say? Intent, bitch? Uh-huh. Yeah, going on, quote, I was wrong. Our policy has been changed, effective immediately. Okay. All couples are welcome to hire our facilities for weddings and the celebrations that go with them. Uh, she had told previously the lesbian couple, You can have your reception here, but not the wedding. <laughs> now they're saying you can have your wedding and the celebrations that go with them. Uh, I am sincerely sorry to have caused anyone pain at a time that should be joyous, unquote.
1: So, hey, that's,
0: she a, changed. Good apology. that's it's it's not, a good apology. It's not a bad apology. It's not the SNL dude's apology. Ooh, okay, okay, maybe my bar is so <laughs> low. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's a am glad they're doing the thing now right. that they should have done always. Right. That's not what you see Christian bakers or florists Correct. usually say. Uh-huh. Uh I'm glad she says, like, I was wrong. Here's what I don't get. And here's where it takes the weird turn. It's like... Okay, I'm assuming they did this because of the bad publicity, right. because the arguments for why this is a bigoted thing to do are not new. Right. This is not a new case. This is the same case we've heard over and over, just with a different actor. Right. So, like, what, what, what happened in the past week that convinced you you were wrong, that you somehow did not get... For the past several years, because she actually said, "Our staff, our stakes, <laughs> yeah, our staff, our customers, and our community have helped me see that I was wrong." That's what she wrote. Okay. Like, what on earth did they say to you in the past twenty four hours or something that now you realize? <sighs> oh, me being a bigot is bad. Yeah, like no, it's for business. Just say like, "Look, I didn't realize this would have hurt my company." So, look, I believe what I believe, but as a business owner. Uh, it's a stupid thing for me to do, so I'll leave my bigotry inside the church walls where they belong, because that's what my Christianity is. But as a business owner, I don't want to lose... Like, that would have been an honest apology. This whole thing, like, you guys, I didn't realize my bigotry would, like... Make you think I was a yeah, bigot. Twenty
1: nineteen is pretty late to be like, oh, okay, people have feelings. I can't believe it. How come nope. nobody told
0: me? So Here is the thing. This is those are my thoughts on it. Us, uh, Beth Kaplan, who wrote about this unfriendly atheist, that was her thinking on it. But like, we've heard plenty of people commenting, like, well, she did say the thing you wanted her to say. By the end of this, does she deserve any credit for this?
1: Uh, I think we've had this conversation a few times. I tend to fall on the side of she got, she got there. And I would rather... Did she, she get, get there? <sighs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. I don't know. We
0: talked about this with the guy who like, was a former... Like, do I want to hang out with this woman? Ga- right. No. We like, talked about this with the guy who was... Now, a former gay conversion therapy proponent who's like, you guys, I'm still gay, and that was really bad and harmful. Does that guy deserve forgiveness? It's like, well, let's see what he does now. Right. Because just saying, I used to be this, and I was bad and wrong, that's a start, but really, like, you don't get a parade thrown for you just because you realize what everyone's been telling you no, forever. but I
1: think, I, I think we can't operate in black and white thinking like that, right? Like, it's not either you've come around and now you're, like, our new queer icon. Like, you're going to, no. like, grand marshal the parade next year. <laughs> I think that heading in the right direction in that she is no longer actively discriminating against a group of, of marginalized people is a good outcome I can't know if she is still a raging homophobe. I would guess almost certainly yes.
0: Yeah. But by the way, but I'll... I can't
1: police like her thoughts. I Re- can only
0: if you go to the uh, her personal website. There's a bio on there, and it says she's a founding. And she, it says she's a founding member of Diversity Reform USA and an active member of Eagle Forum of Sacramento. Those are both Christian groups that are against gay marriage, gay adoption. Really? They, they don't like it when schools mention the existence of gay people, as some schools do. So, like, if she says, I was wrong, then ho- clearly she should leave these groups and denounce them as well.
1: Okay, well, she you hasn't didn't give done that. The information, did you, Hemet? No, I you're did not. You're withholding. So, it was gotcha journalism. Yeah,
0: you're damn right it is. <laughs> so, the question is, like, if she doesn't leave those groups much has she really changed i don't know that she has um, well, i
1: didn't know she was in all these no you did not
0: but so here's the question now that you know that's okay, gonna be
1: my snl she- clip that gets me kicked out of the cast
0: <laughs> you are fine with her um <laughs> even though she belonged to these hate groups
1: i can't believe you got to listen to me <laughs> my
0: job is to end your careers in the future she also said by the way like if the I think the implication of her statement is if the lesbian couple that actually wants to get married, you guys are free to do that now. I don't know if they're actually doing that, and I'd be weirded out if they did. Yeah, I would imagine. They have probably found something
1: new by now.
0: That too, and also like, oh, the bigot lady is saying okay now? Like, great, let's make that our memory. Oh, she doesn't
1: think we're less than human. Cool. (laughs) Uh.
0: Right. And I also like, hey, if you changed your mind, then why don't you go tell the people at Eagle Forum that they're all wrong and that they should change their minds too unless you don't agree. So I don't know. It's kind of like they all stop making public statements after the apology. And I'm like, no, there's so much more you got to say now.
1: (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I I think generally what I would say is like, I can't control if somebody thinks gay people are icky. I can, but I can't control anything they do. We cannot, like, I don't know if somebody thinks gay people are icky. We know what their actions are. Um, but God, well, now knowing that she's part of, like, anti-queer groups, like, now I look like well, a Well, she's big old... been
0: part of them forever, which makes sense, given her bigotry. Right. And granted, she just made her change of heart, like, this week. I mean, I get it. When you when you change, you gotta change everything, and you d- you can't do that all at once. Sure. So, again, the question is, what is she gonna do now? And I want to know the answer to that before.
1: But we, as a we culture, well, we don't, don't have know. an attention span long enough yeah. to pay attention to one story if it's not blinking in our faces. That's right. I'm taking down short attention span culture. I'm edgy. Nice. Hire me, SNL.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some
1: good hot takes.
0: All right, let's talk about <laughs> this. This there is a Tennessee State Senator, Carrie Roberts, totally safe seat Republican, uh, very Christian nationalist type of conservative. And he was on his radio show because all the right wing people have their own radio shows. Well, all the left wing people podcasters. have podcasts. I know. <laughs> um and basically We he, need
1: to get this syndicated on AM radio. That
0: is never gonna happen. Um <laughs> we
1: have to bleed He was so mad.
0: Much. He was mad because there was a bill uh, that they were debating in the Tennessee legislature uh-huh. and there was an abortion rights advocate who basically said All of you guys up here, you pro-life, so quote-unquote pro-life people, you're not doing any of the things that make abortions go down. Like, if you actually cared about having fewer abortions, there are ways to do it. Make birth control more accessible. Make health care easier to obtain. All that stuff. You're not doing any of that. Yeah. Um, You're not raising the minimum wage. You're helping with public education. She basically chastised everybody. And Carrie Roberts, the Republican who is in elected office, was basically trashing her on his radio show. And here's what he was mad about. He was mad because uh, the, he said the way people like her, the activist, get their information is through college— And that's like the training ground for liberalism. Mm -hmm. So here's what he said, and I'm quoting here. If there's one thing we can do to save America today, it is to get rid of our institutions of higher education right now (laughs) and cut the liberal breeding ground off. (laughs) We have to stop educating people. Otherwise, this mean lady is going to yell at me for
1: his, His proposal is like, Getting rid of colleges in Tennessee?
0: Yep. Oh no, no. I mean you're down everywhere. uh,
1: Everywhere. But
0: I think he has control over Tennessee. So, yeah, just get rid of all institutions of higher education because when kids, I mean, the implication there is when they learn stuff. Or
1: when they meet people who are (laughs) not from their immediate family.
0: Right. Then they're going to become more liberal, which I I know it's a Colbert joke. It's like reality has a well-known liberal bias. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't think you're helping your own case here, buddy. That's a
1: sidebar. Speaking of reality, having a well-known liberal bias, have you seen, like, people are taking down the National Weather Service for being, like, a liberal shill? (laughs) Like, ever
0: They say climate change is real. Oh, (laughs) my God. It's so
1: funny when the right accuses the left of politicizing everything, and then, like, the path of a hurricane is now their, like, standing ground of, like, where... Like, that's their line in the sand. Yeah. Like, guys.
0: Oh, by the way... uh, He has also, as perfectly hypocritical, he voted for a bill uh, that was giving funding to higher education this year alone. (laughs) And by the way, uh, he posted, here's his response to all this, because he posted this on Facebook. Today's word is hyperbole. And he's like, a week ago, I said this thing about higher education. Quote, my listeners clearly understood the humor and hyperbole of it.
1: Again, so fucking funny. Like Dude. a real gut Right wing
0: joke. But here's the thing. So I went back through his Facebook profile. And I'm like, I just search higher education uh-huh. on his Facebook history three years ago oh, you, like, watch this video. No better demonstration of what's wrong with, quote, higher education. It's all about feelings. And then what? another one from three years ago, um, it was about teaching identity politics at college, some article about that. And he's like, higher education, uh, in big quotation marks there, Wait, too. like... Like, like, this is what they think is better, higher oh, education. Oh, I thought he was making
1: a pot joke.
0: No. But and um, I didn't get it. But again, this guy's been trashing higher education for years as some sort of liberal conspiracy. I mean, it's a very
1: funny joke he made. I don't understand <laughs> right-wing <laughs> humor. <Yeah. laughs>
0: then they always ask, like, how come Fox News doesn't have a show like The like Daily Show or Late Night Comedy? Because they're not funny. funny. They think Mike Huckabee is funny.
1: Oh, God. Oh, imagine that being your like oh, bar thir- for he, comedy. This
0: guy voted for a thirty-eight point five million dollar budget that included money for higher education. So, like, he doesn't even really care.
1: Yeah. Um, I want to talk really quickly about North Carolina's garbage that they're doing. Yes. Um. So the uh North Carolina Republicans wanted to overturn uh, override uh, Governor Roy Cooper's budget veto. Um. And so they're getting, obviously, pushback from House Democrats who supported it. So um, on Wednesday, which was 9-11, the, I, I genuinely cannot believe this happened. While Have House, you met Republicans? <laughs> I kn- I know, and they keep sinking lower. They said... Uh, they told everybody there wasn't going to be a vote uh, like during, there's like a a remembrance memorial thing.
0: Yeah, go to your remembrance memorial. We're not not doing anything anything in here.
1: While the Republicans are gone, House Republicans... While the Democrats are gone. Excuse me, while the Democrats are gone, the Republicans called a surprise vote to overturn, or to override the budget veto. They told their colleagues that no votes would be held. They proceeded to vote with approximately half of the members not present. Governor Cooper condemned the rush... Like, they
0: totally staged a little mini coup. Oh, my God. It's so... And the only reason they wanted to veto... And to overturn... What they did is they were mad because the budget that had passed, if I have this right, Uh included an expansion of, like, Medicaid and Medicare or whatever. people
1: are going to be able to go to the doctors. You know, I hate that. That's
0: what they were mad about. And, by the way, this isn't a done deal yet. Like, the state Senate would have to support... The vote?
1: I mean, regardless. But the point is. uh, Yeah, the point is like how, like, they don't have the votes, they don't have public opinion, so they're just like undermining democracy. Uh, Governor Cooper, who is a Democrat, he condemned the rush vote as an assault on our democracy. He said, today, in the 18th anniversary of 9 11, while the state was honoring first responders, Republicans called a deceptive surprise override of my budget veto. On a day when tragedy united our country, we should be standing together despite party. Like, the fact that it's on 9-11 is so fucking insidious.
0: I, I know we've said this before, but if Democrats ever did the shit Republicans did, Republicans could not handle it. We just whether passed- it's gerrymandering the way they do, whether it's this sort of... Uh, Sneaky, underhanded tactic to make sure people don't have health care.
1: We just passed the anniversary of the tan suit controversy from Barack Obama. Oh, yes,
0: the worst scandal of the Obama history. Of I. His presidency.
1: Can't, like.
0: That was the Obama scandal. Doesn't it? Look at this suit. How dare he?
1: Like, I just want somebody to walk up to, like, Mitch McConnell and be like, do you remember you saying that? His tan suit was disrespectful to the presidency.
0: <laughs> to the office of the president.
1: Like, what the fuck are they... D- I'm just so uh, disgusted and disheartened. I just can't, actually. Let with, me with add to your sorrow
0: and misery here. Oh, okay, here's a sad a story. Earlier this week, there was a 30-year-old pastor at a mega church in California... Uh, his name is Jared Wilson. He was a pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship. It's a well-known evangelical church. This guy has struggled with depression and mental illness for a long time. He's been open about that. I believe he began like a an organization, I don't know if it's a church-affiliated one or not, but to help people cope with mental illness. Uh-huh. And his depression got, and he has a wife and two kids too, It is his depression got so overwhelming on Monday that he basically said, like, Jesus cannot help you overcome mental illness, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forgot what he wrote. But the point is, on Monday, after he tweeted this thing about how he was struggling, he died of suicide. He took his own mm-hmm. life. So, tragedy, obviously. Um, A lot of evangelical news outlets have been writing about him and what he meant to them and like trying to use his story to say, hey, if you are struggling with depression or mental illness, find help, like whether it's through the church or anywhere else, as you would expect. There are now also the Christians speaking out against the pastor. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. So activist mommy...
1: No, fuck that oh, bitch.
0: Yeah. How? How did she respond to this dude? Her response? Like, it's amazing. Think for yourself for just a second. Like, what could they possibly tr- do to trash this guy? Why, like, what would they say in their mind is justified against this dude? Because, like, I can't it- and I'm... Not on. I don't agree with this guy on a lot of stuff, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to trash this. Is it dude.
1: Christianity or is it just Catholicism that suicide is considered a sin?
0: It, I mean, it is in Catholicism. I, could see them taking I don't that. think Christianity has any rules unless the ones the various denominations make up. Uh-huh. Um, but in any case, here's activist mommy's approach. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase for a second because she basically said, "Scripture says, you know, thou shalt not kill.'" And this guy killed himself, and so he's in hell. And here's how she actually cool, phrased hot it: take. Doesn't Scripture say that no murderer will enter the kingdom of God? Isn't suicide murder of oneself? Doesn't the Bible say that murderers will have their part in the lake of fire? Isn't the last act of a person committing suicide self-murder? As if she's very smart what here. A c- and then she says, is it po- I mean, then she says like in case you're thinking she's a horrible monster, mm-hmm. she's like, dude, uh, she's not that bad because she mentions, is it possible he- this guy repented before his last breath? Like absolutely. It is is it possible that Jared after having gone too far in the suicide process and unable to rescue himself cried out to God in repentance for his sin? Yes, it's possible, and I pray that happened. Which, I don't believe he used a gun, but I'm just saying, like, she's basically saying in the split second between when he pulls the trigger and when he dies, maybe he said, oh, Oh. God, I made a mistake. I've actually heard this argument used, like, if you ever want to make a Christian cringe, um, ask them if Anne Frank from the Holocaust, is she burning in hell right now? Because the answer according to their own theology for most of these people, is yes, she was Jewish. She Uh didn't accept the divinity of Jesus. By that logic, she's burning in hell. So is Mahatma Gandhi. Like, all these people are burning in hell for all eternity. But they don't want to say that out loud. So it's like, well, maybe she found God just before she died. Maybe during Auschwitz sometime. She found Jesus. Who knows? we don't know what was in her heart that's their rationalizing yeah that's their rationalizing of this that's what she's saying here too like maybe this christian pastor who clearly wasn't a real christian maybe he found god after he had committed to doing suicide but before it kicked in like that's her way of rationalizing that's her response to his death um So that's one of the people. But
1: atheists are the
0: ones with no moral compass. No, yeah, no, we're just horrible people. Um, Jesse Lee Peterson, who's a conservative radio host, um, whose last thing that he did, by the way, was saying Andrew Yang, the Democratic candidate, he should, quote, go back to China. Yeah. Um, He was born in New York. So anyway, Jesse Lee Peterson responded to the death of Jared Wilson by saying he wasn't a true Christian um, because no true Christian would be depressed Depression is not of God. That sounds like Satan to me. So Peterson's response is, this guy was being controlled by Satan when he killed himself. Like, that's how these Christians these are responding are to a pastor's fucking death.
1: These monsters. Uh-huh. Like, as somebody who struggles with depression myself, I cannot imagine the added layer of not just you, you know, deal with oppressive thoughts or you think you're not good enough, you think everybody's... Like, everybody secretly hates you, which is a really cool, fun thing to have in your head all the time. But on top of any of those thoughts that you have is, and also, Jesus doesn't love me because if he did, I wouldn't be feeling this. Or I'm not praying right, otherwise I wouldn't be feeling like this. And to
0: be clear, like, plenty of Christians are like, dude, yeah, it, religion right. is not a shield from mental right. illness. It doesn't make you less likely to deal with it. Um, if nothing else, I mean, one of the people who chimed in in a good way, as good as this can be, anyway. Uh, Rick Warren's wife, because their son died the same way. They've gone through oh, I all this horror, about that. and she—I mean, she said the right things. I forgot specifically, but trying to help the people affected by this pastor's death. Yeah, I mean, she's gone through it in the worst possible way. She knows. I mean, again. Rick Warren, one of the most famous evangelical Christians, has had this happen in his family. Right. It's like Christianity, or at least what you, whatever brand of it you subscribe to, does not like, cure you from dealing with mental illness, and yet some of these Christians are just like, hmm, let me shit on this guy while he's dead. Let me further traumatize his family and his children. <sighs> like, God... Yeah. like that thought would never cross my mind for someone who, whose biggest crime, apparently, to me anyway, is like, oh well, he was a Christian. I, I think he's wrong about stuff. Right?
1: Who cares? No, it like he's a
0: human too, and that horrible thing happened to him. And yet these people are like, let me, t- let me. Here's my hot take on this guy. Uh, gonna suffer forever.
1: Oh, fucking monsters, oh, my guys. God. If you're dealing with depression or suicidal thoughts, get help, talk to your doctor, talk to a the therapist, talk to whomever. Just, we need you here.
0: So we need to wrap up.
1: Wait, but I have like three more stories. Go, go. Do you have to leave? I do. Oh, you didn't tell me we're on a, I would have ranted
0: less. Rant.
1: Um, okay. There is a man, his name is Ian Malasky. Sure, he's a 21-year-old RA in, oh, don't know where he is, UF.
0: University of Florida?
1: Maybe. Sarasota. Yeah, that's Florida, right? Okay. Um, He was arrested on August 29th. Um, A female student called the university police and said that he forcibly kissed her, pinned her to his bed, and attempted to put his fingers inside her. Uh I'm going to dig a little more into this. She told um, officers that he called her drunkenly, um, said he needed water. She said she walked him back to his room, but he kept trying to make out with her despite her protests. After she continued to refuse his advances, he reportedly grabbed her by the wrists and said, I want to sleep with you. When the woman tried to leave his room, he grabbed her, picked her up off the floor, pinned her down on his bed, and attempted to finger her. She told police that she eventually escaped, returned to her dorm room. Later that night, she awoke in her bed and found him lying, trying to get in her bed next to her. A friend of the woman who'd been sleeping in the dorm room woke up, and yelled at him to leave. He was jailed on charges of battery and false imprisonment. Um, And then a judge released him from jail. Oh. Because um, there was an emergency defense motion that described Mulaski as a high-achieving student. He said um, he was slated to graduate in May 2020, was a double major, and personally performed more than 210 hours of community service in the last two years.
0: By that logic. My college years, I could have gotten away with anything. Yeah, apparently. Um, though I am brown, so yeah, no, I'll you can't get back. away
1: with anything. Which is, by the way, two like that's two hours a week of community service. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I do that too. Can I use that as a uh-huh. jail free card? Um. Anyway, we don't know the judge's name. The guy is so
0: the guy's oh, free now. The guy's now.
1: free now. Um, he can't have any contact with the victim. He can't go to Sarasota and Al- 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 Alachua. Alachua counties where the university is located, except for coin appointments or um, going to class. So I don't know what that means, but it made me really angry. Um, My last story is actually good news. Hey, we're going to have a for once. Look at that. Um, uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom on Monday uh, signed legislation aimed at cracking down on doctors who fraudulently write medical exceptions uh, to vaccines for school kids. Uh, quote, it provides new tools to better protect public, public health and does in a way that ensures parents, doctors, public health officials, and school administrators all know the rules of the road moving forward. It requires the State Department of Public Health to create a statewide standardized request system for licensed physicians to use when documenting uh, a medical exemption for a child they have examined. According to this, uh, this uh, report, 10% or more of kindergartners kindergartners at 105 California School schools during the 2017-2018 year had medical exemptions 10%. Their collective immunity to infectious diseases dropped below the 90, 95% threshold necessary to prevent outbreaks of highly contagious illnesses. So this is good news in general, hopefully the rest of the country follows suit. Um. that's it also um, we are going to have a meet up in October so keep your eye out for that we'll probably do like a Facebook
0: we'll figure thing. it out we'll get to you um, by next week where
1: can I find you on Twitter I Hemant- am
0: at Hemant Mehta go oh. to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast
1: yeah if you want to support what we're doing throw us a couple bucks a month you can also go to my Etsy shop but just get stitched done and I can make something custom for you you can buy something I have um You can follow me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. I I haven't, needs to go. Okay, talk to you next week. Bye.
0: And I'm going to really quickly run through the ad one last time. Islam and the Future of Tolerance is a new movie. It can be rented or purchased on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and Vimeo. Uh, The film is all about religious extremism and the dangers of dealing with it. Um, And in this movie, Sam Harris and Majid Nawaz approach that topic from different perspectives. Uh, Harris, of course, is an atheist. Majid Nawaz is a liberal Muslim. And both of them have started from very different spots. And because of that, they were butting heads when they first began discussing this issue. But... They both changed their minds in a lot of ways over time. And this movie is all about following their changing of the minds. You know, they're, It's talking about how they were able to discuss a controversial topic and work through their differences as much as they possibly could. So the movie is all about the process, not about the answers. And at a time when polarization is all around us, this film is a way of overcoming it. So you can purchase this movie via iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Vimeo, Uh, In Amazon, it's on Amazon Prime, it's available everywhere. The U.S., Canada, Australia, U.K., New Zealand, Ireland, Nordic countries, and Latin America. On Vimeo, if you use the code 10OFF on the HD version, and that link is in our show notes, you'll get 10% off the price. Check it out. They're nice enough to support our show. We want to do our part for them. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye.